All right, wood, concrete, and glass. It's funny, I'm just sitting in a park here in Vancouver. And just, uh, I'd forgotten that I was halfway through a treadmill session in the episode before when I sort of cut cut ties. And thought, you know, shit, I gotta get that finished up so I can get it up on online to my to my audience. To my audience, I laugh because the numbers on this thing are, are quite low. With, but you know, it's fun. It's fun actually just sort of talking to no one and sort of, it's funny where as you do that, your brain just starts traveling to different areas, a lot different than when you're just thinking. So, I mean, hey, man, that's sort of what I'll maybe talk about now. Like sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes when you're just simply um, thinking about a topic, you find yourself uh, like just sort of cycling down the same thing over and over again. When you actually have to speak it, you you audio like you hear the fact that you're cycling, right? And you, you your brain is forced to change to change the script, right? Because if you if I was saying this and I just kept saying forced to change the script, forced to change the script, forced to like that would obviously sound stupid, right? But it's funny how in your head that can that can go on for a long time. And unless you actually recognize it and say, wait a minute, what am I doing? Why am I cycling through this? Then you won't, uh, it'll actually, it won't actually, you won't actually clue into it. So actually teaching it out, again, we're talking about this, this idea of, of um, the stag framework of, of skill acquisition, right? Is that unless you actually, um, dictate or lay out your ideas to somebody else you won't actually see the the flaws if that makes sense in your logic so um, you won't as you're teaching somebody just cycle down or if you do maybe that's an indicator that you don't really understand a certain part of what you're telling people right um, I've had I've had co-workers um, do that to me as I, they ask me a question, and I try to, I try to use the, um, what's that called, Socratic method, right? As they ask me a question, I ask them a question back and let them answer me. It's, it's, it's not, it's not of no use to anyone to just simply answer people's questions. Um, and so, I always try to get people um, sort of flipped around on that. And let them answer their own questions. Um, when you answer your own question, I mean, sometimes it makes you look silly for a little bit, and like, it's it's a little bit harder to do. Sometimes, like, sometimes it'd be easier to just say, you know, somebody asks you about a setback question. Okay, like, what's the side setback in RS one? Okay, so for those who don't know, like, that means RS one is a zoning type. Zoning is written in a municipal zoning bylaw. Okay, so there's RS1 through 7, could be R, it could be a number of different things. It doesn't have to be RS, it could be A1, whatever. That's really here, here nor there. But what that means is somebody's asking the setback, so that's the distance from property line to, like in from property line that, that a building can be built at. Um, and they have to go through, you know, obviously that restriction if they're building a new house. Um, so 
if somebody just turns to ask you, like my coworker did, what's the what's the side setback in RS1? I could tell him, but what's what's the better what's what's going to prove or what's going to get him going in the right direction um, in the future when he's asking about RS7 or he's asking about RS2 and he has different questions that that um, that come from certain books, right? Um, I mean, that's what this game is all about, right? Is finding the, where to find the reference. So he, uh, turns to me, says, um, what's the side setback in RS1? And I said, okay, what, what, what dictates setback? He looks at me sort of blankly. Like, why, why is there a setback? Well, I don't know. It's because of the zoning says it. Okay. So the zoning dictates the setback. Where do you find the zoning? <clears throat> right. And this, this comes off as a little condescending sometimes, but it, it, what it does is it teaches the guy to not just turn and ask. Like he, I, I fell into that trap when I first started, and oftentimes it's because you're sort of under the, sort of under the gun with pressure when you first start a new job, and you want to get, um, you want to get it out there. You want to get things moving, but you got to get your basics down, right? Like luckily when I, when I took on my role as a plans examiner. I had already had like four or five years as an ACT, so I knew the zoning bylaw already. ACT is the front counter staff in my municipality. It could just be a you know a processing clerk or what have you, but I had, was in a position where I had memorized all these different numbers and so forth. He came in completely blank, right into the into the um, into the plans examiner role. So you can't I mean you can't blame him, but at the same time. It should be emphasized for people training him, i.e. his manager, my manager, that if you, ha you have to look in the book first. You can't just turn and ask, right? Um, if you don't know where to look, okay, that's, that's a different problem. But if you know that something is determined by zoning, then you have to go to the zoning bylaw to find your answer, obviously. And then once you find your answer, if you have issues with interpretation, like obviously not, not everything is as easy as what's the minimum distance of setback. <coughs> obviously there's other interpretation issues. Find the, the area in the zoning bylaw first. I think I've mentioned this before. Find the, the issue in the zoning bylaw first. Find the, the exact section and then um, bring, it to, bring it to me as, I, as you ask the question. Right? If, the, if you really want to learn, that's what you got to do. So you have to you have to show the person you're asking the question that you you've gone as far as you can, and now it's a matter of how have you interpreted this in the past. This is my interpretation. Are you would you do would you interpret things the same way? Because um, again, this is where if you're doing this as a private citizen and you're looking at getting into into a little development or you're doing a renovation on your house. Bring your question to the counter, you know, do, do your research, bring your question to the counter and say, this is, this is how I interpret my setbacks. Am I, am I correct in interpreting this? Because as we talked about a couple of days ago, maybe you've, you've read the zoning bylaw, but you don't realize that due to um, your proximity to uh, a body of water behind you, you have a ditch that you didn't re even realize was a a fish-bearing stream or something like that. Like sometimes you just have no idea. What looks like a looks like a ditch can sometimes be classified as, uh, as something more substantial. So go to the go to the municipality, 
and say, okay, here's what I've, here's how I've interpreted. I want to build a, a garden shed right here, a meter away from the property line. Um, that's what it says I can do um, in terms of an, an accessory structure on my property. Do you see anything wrong with that? Here's the site plan. Here's where I've laid it out. Here's some rough guidelines as to where I think it should be. This is what it's going to look like. This is the, the foundation and so forth. Um, and then go from, uh, go from there. And the person at the front counter should be able to, uh, to help you through that scenario. Um, because you've you've understood the uh, hey bud, you've understood the the basics of what you're doing. Um, you may not have access to a building code, so you won't know that part of it. But a builder that you hire, or if you attempt to do it yourself, well, educate yourself again. Go go to the library, get a copy of the building code, understand how big your building is, what what the requirements of it are going to be, what its occupancy are going to be. Like if it's just a shed, like the the, the if it's just a garden shed, I mean the the um, requirements are quite minimal. Like you just need something that's going to stand up in the wind. It needs to be anchored. It needs to to be um, built with certain um, spec of separation of lumber if it even requires a permit. So that part of it's a whole other you know a, another small a small issue. But from a zoning perspective, putting the building in the right place before you even attempt to build it is is going to be key because. Like I said, if you find you, you presented your, your material to um, to the person at the front counter and they say, "Oh, yeah, looks good to me," well, then it's their problem if uh, if there's uh, um, if there's an issue. So have a good day.